Welcome to another episode of Unfold with Maroon and Gold. Today, this episode is hosted by Maxim Klein and Arwen Demaala. Today, we have a guest host, Daniela Bello. Hi, Daniela. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Last time was really fun, and I can't wait for this time. <laughs> yeah, today we have a fun topic. Well, to start off, Daniela, for anyone who doesn't know, do you have a special Valentine's Day tradition that you do every year? Oh, obviously. It's not like romantic or anything, but on February 15th, now that's my favorite day because it's like cheap chocolate day. All the thing, all like the like candies that like didn't get like, like sold for Valentine's Day, like they're on sale. And I, I mean, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really not Valentine's Day. It's cheap chocolate day, the 15th. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that is like 75% of the world's tradition. We don't have school on the 15th this year, so we can just spend the entire day going to different CVSs getting chocolate. <laughs> like I, I know, like I have to wake up early. I have to go, like, I know, like just mentally have to prepare myself for like Fine. all of the stores that I need to go to. <gasps> it's, uh, what's it called? Pharmacy shop or pharmacy hopping. <laughs> Okay, so today, in honor of Valentine's Day, we are talking about the five love languages. So a love language is how is described as how we receive love from others, so how you personally feel love. And it's categorized into five different languages. So the first one is words of affirmation. The next one is quality time. Third one is giving gifts. Fourth one is acts of service. And the last one is physical touch. So most people can be categorized into one of these five categories, but I think everyone has a mixture of them. It's just whichever your highest one is, you identify with the most. But yeah, so we all took an online quiz where we answered a bunch of questions and figured out what our love language is. So we're just going to go around and say what each of us expected we would get and then what we actually got and then we'll talk a little bit more about what each language entails so my highest one was quality time and I didn't really I mean I know that I do like appreciate like a good like one-on-one with someone but I thought I didn't think it was going to be that high because I think I'm like I personally think that I'm really materialistic which is really bad but my materialistic thing was hold on it was receiving gifts it was only like 10 percent, and that was really low and I was really surprised by that and then but I knew like physical touch wasn't was going to be pretty low it was 13 percent because I'm not I'm not like a hugger I don't like when people they go like oh they just come up and hug me I don't like that so but there was like some unexpected and there's also it got 27 percent acts of service and like you know I guess I can like see that one it's just like someone doing like something for you just like a little like reminder that like like you matter I guess yeah I can definitely say I related to a lot of yours so I thought I would get giving gifts as my highest percentage but that was only 10 uh 19 percent compared to words of affirmation which is 35 percent and I didn't know how much things people said meant to me well I guess I did just never like internalized it that much I just like took it at face value but I guess people's words really affect me 
because I got 35% of words of affirmation, but I also got 32% of quality time. So that was interesting. Yeah, I also, like Danielle, I didn't think I was going to get physical touch as a high percentage. It was 3%. I don't, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable when people hug me. It's, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, I knew I wasn't going to get a high percentage for that, but acts of service was 10%. I guess I should probably start thinking about more of how people's actions can be a sign of love but I don't know I think for me it's always been words I guess yeah so um when it comes to me I haven't uh heard about this at all so this was my first time taking this and when I looked at like the five possibilities I definitely thought words of affirmation would be like the top and so that's what came out to be um it was 30 percent so I definitely understand that um, when, you know, it really helps me to get back on track and stop like second guessing myself when someone affirms me, I guess, or says they appreciate what I've done or whatever. So, um, yeah, the other ones, my physical touch was 0%. So, <laughs> I think we just got hand- increasingly lower zero? than everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like 13, 3, and then 0 <laughs> A complete zero. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have 30, 20, 23, and 27, and then zero. So they're kind of all the same range. Yeah. Just don't touch. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but when I was taking the, the quiz, I liked a lot. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I necessarily liked it, but there were only two options. So we took the quiz. We all took the teen quiz on fivelovelanguages.com if you want to take this quiz. <laughs> but there's only two options for each question. So which one do you relate to the most? So right. it like might not be the one that you would personally think you would pick. But if it's more than the other one, then you have to select it. So that kind of forced you to make a decision. So I feel there were more choices. The results would have been a little bit more questionable. I kind of found it interesting. I was doing a little research on how love languages were formed. And apparently this marriage counselor went through a bunch of sessions with these couples and realized that every single complaint that each couple that was in therapy like had could be category categorized into these five into these five categories. And it was kind of based on the thought that when you're doing therapy, it should be I feel as if this. So it was really he realized it was really subjective to each person. And if everyone's love language isn't the same, then the communication is going to be off. So it's really about understanding. So once you can understand other love languages, I think it makes for healthier relationships in general. But yeah. Okay. So words of affirmation, that would be Maxim and I. So words of affirmation. So I have down the definition that Actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words I love you are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. I say I relate to that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Max, and how do you think it, like, relates to you? Um, when it comes to the first part, actions don't always speak louder than words. I think that's 
that's where like what related to me the most um i have that when you feel you can't fully trust someone in those times yeah you need like an action versus just what they say but overall um if you trust someone and know that you can take their word then i mean that's all that it takes yeah i think just that trust aspect is really important and it also says here that um the best way to interact with someone whose love language is words of affirmation is compliment don't criticize there's a fine line between words of affirmation that are intended as a suggestion and those are interpreted as demands so be careful what you say to people whose love language is words of affirmation because what you say to us we really take to heart so something that maybe some people in a different category would like brush off we really take to heart. And I realize that I do this a lot. What people say to me means so much, especially since I'm not one to pick up on subtle acts. So if you do something intending it to mean something big to me, like an act of service, I might not pick it up as literal as you saying it blatantly to me. When it comes to like not brushing off an insult, we'll take that insult to heart versus... So bad. (laughs) It can ruin my entire week. It's so right. bad. And, and then I base my entire perception, like people's perception of me, it's entirely based on that one thing you say to me. So that's kind of awful, so if but. were to smack you, you know, so that's an insult in physical touch, <laughs> then it's more of like, oh, I can brush that off, like whatever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Anyone else agree with that? <laughs> I just love how you made the 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 relation between being slapped across the face to um it as an insult Daniela, you said your highest one was quality time yeah so what i got off google <laughs> was that quality time is a love language that centers around togetherness it's about expressing your love and affection with your undivided attention and i thought that was like i thought that was really i don't know cool because it like kind of stood out to me because I don't know with like me since I don't know this like quiz kind of like made me like like think and I was like I would much rather prefer like a good like 10 minutes just like one-on-one than like an hour but like you're distracted and like you're not really like Mm -hmm. with me you know it's all about like undivided attention like if we're like doing something together I want like even if you're like there like, I want you to, like, mentally, like, be there, like, with me. Because some people, like, sometimes when you're hanging out with someone, they're, like, physically there. But, like, mentally, they're not. They're, like, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you find yourselves, like, when you were taking the quiz, I had to really think about situations in my life that these things apply to. I'm like, would I have rather, like, an example question, I think, was, would you rather someone give you a gift or would you rather someone tell you they love you and like did you have to think about situations in your life when it meant more to you that someone said something to you or someone gave you something or they spent time with you did you like think about specific situations I think I definitely did oh I 100% did like I just thought of like like going through like my like memories I was like when did it like mean like more to me Mm -hmm. It's weird to think about like certain situations and you don't realize in the moment how much it really impacted you. But it's weird because it was like some of the smaller things, just like things in passing or 
that really stood out to me. I don't know. It was weird. It's weird going through your memories and being like, huh. yeah, that was important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the next one, I think Danielle and I both thought we would get giving gifts as our highest, but we didn't. <laughs> But the next one is giving gifts. So these people are described as feeling the most love in their life from a gift. So when that's what means the most to them. And that's a symbol of their love would be giving a gift. And I guess in part, this kind of is for me personally, because I feel that's how I say I love you the most is like, I was thinking about when I was wrapping gifts for Christmas presents for my cousins and how much effort I just like put into it. And that was my way of saying, I love you. If I don't say it all the time, it was through those presents that I dedicated like hours of my day to. So that's what I thought it came from, but I don't know where it came from for you. Yeah. I mean, I like, like giving gifts but then like you look back and you realize like that the nicest gifts that you get like you're always gonna remember like the like sentimental ones like if like you like randomly like brought up like the fact that like you like this certain like candy and someone just like got it for you like I think that like that's like sweet but then obviously like you're going to appreciate like if your parents like buy your phone or something like that like you're obviously gonna remember that I don't know I think it's like the little things that like matter or like that like really like stick with you yeah I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's more like the association of the memory to the gift I think I would feel more a sense of love from that more than the actual gift but from the memory I have associated with it like throw back to our Christmas episodes when we could never answer the question what was the best gift you ever received it was because we we associated memories with those gifts and it wasn't the gift itself. It was the memory or the emotion behind it. So I think that's where that love language would see the love in it. Anyway, so sadly 10% of mine was acts of service, which I really feel bad because I feel it should have been higher on my list. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Subtlety is not my thing. So I'm a little oblivious. But I don't know, acts of service. Danielle, I think you had a good description for this one. Okay. Acts of service is a language that can best be described as doing something for your partner that you know, like, they would like. Like, like, cooking their favorite, like, meal for them. Or just, like, buying them, like, a piece of, like, their favorite chocolate. It's, like, when you give, like, the acts of service, like, you're giving up your time. And I think that's, like, a really big part of it. Like, because, like, especially sometimes with acts of service, like, you can be doing something that you don't necessarily like, but you're going to be doing it, like, for, like, the other person. Yeah, so when I was thinking about access service and examples of that being someone's love language, I really thought about a parent-child relationship for some reason. Just, when you're younger, you don't appreciate that your parents have to either leave work early sometimes, or they have to do extra work just to pick you up and drive you to dance class or something in my case or bring you to like a violin lesson like I didn't appreciate those things when I was younger that my parents had to leave work early and then work later on other days just so they could pick me up and I didn't have to take the bus or something 
So I think that was really an act of service. And it took me a while to realize that that was their way of saying, I love you. Um, Acts of service was my second one. So I had words of affirmation as 30% and then 27% for acts of service. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think they could tie into each other, actually, because an act of service is kind of like, I guess, showing someone what you would say to them, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. So um, that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like a branch of speaking your affirmation, doing something for someone. Yeah, I think for like, also, when you think service, you automatically think like, oh, you donating your time as a requirement for school. (laughs) But yeah, I think, I don't know, because it's hard to think about service in a way that when you have to make it a school requirement, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, because obviously, when we do acts of service that we're required to do to graduate, we're forced to think of it as donating our time and services. But honestly, you're getting just as much out of it as you put into it. Because I remember just my YSOP service trip, which I could never talk enough about because it was just such a meaningful experience. Just as much as I was serving people and giving up my day to help people, they taught me so much just about how lucky I was. And I think that was a language that was a form of love in itself teaching and imparting wisdom was just such an amazing experience so i think when you say acts of service it's such a broad concept exactly uh and sometimes when it comes to like christian service for school um the service that you're doing definitely contributes to your day more than taking it away from it mm-hmm. so um after a while you just feel like that is your day and you're not giving up your time to do it, but you're choosing to spend time doing something. Yeah. I think it's something that you're forced to learn, but you end up being more grateful than regretting it. There's one last love language that none of us have a high percentage in, and that would be physical touch. touch? Okay. Oh? It's physical touch. Okay. Can I just say this? I think all teenagers, teenagers go through a period of like, not wanting physical touch and that is just not how they express love so i think it's fair that everyone goes through this phase and i think everyone's love language percentages change as you grow up and mature and with life experience so oh yeah maybe one day that will go up but today is not that (laughs) definitely not that day do you think because i could have sworn when i was younger i was such a touchy feely hugging child and i just can't really? remember the day that that switched off i used I to love never... like hugging people and i'm like Uh-oh. what did that change i that... i was probably a negative percent you didn't like hug your parents as soon as they came home and like wanted to spend Absolutely. every no like i can't i feel like uh-uh. I, at one point in time that was me and i just can't remember the day that it switched no, I was never, like, even when I was little, I was never, like, oh, a hug. Well, like, I was never a hug, touchy person. But my sister, like, she's, like, I think I've become, like, more of, like, a hugger, I guess. Well, like, with her, but because that's, like, that's her love language. Like, she likes being hugged and, like, things like that. I think that's so sense. interesting how they but, change um, over time. Like, how your percentages yeah. change. Because I feel like I definitely, at one point in time, like, when you were four years old, it does not matter how many nice things people say to you. You're not going to understand it as much as someone giving you a hug. I don't exactly. know. I just can't remember. I can't remember a time that it definitively switched or when 
because definitely you know someone cared about you when you were younger and what they gave you like a big crayola box of crayola crayons with the sharpener in the Absolutely. back like, that meant the world True. to us we were that generation no we did not have ipads when we were two years old <laughs> um we are no we didn't <laughs> um yeah but i think especially when your memory is like developing looking back i don't remember every single gift i got or um you know how many times someone hugged me or like said things to me especially i mean but when it comes to i guess more physical touch things and quality time that's what you end up remembering so you know what i didn't realize this but in parenting I didn't know why. I don't know why I know this. It's some weird reason, probably. But your love language has a lot to do with your development as a child. So, you know, when they're yo- you're younger, they say that you're supposed to talk to, ch- like, babies as, like, people. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, fully I talk, talk to, to them. I talk to, okay, my cousin, she I think has, that's like, so this important. toddler, and I talk to her, like, everyone's, like, babies her, and I'm just, like, no, like, she has, like, her hand like in her mouth i'm like that's disgusting those are germs don't do that like i exactly. will talk to them like a grown person i mean that's what everyone needs yeah yeah i was just I thinking think about baby it, language like... is so annoying i think when someone goes oh like oh my god it well, it's not so the much. real world and and they're like growing up in it so yeah and they're Nobody's like going to baby you like there's like this parent- when... was it hold on there's like that parenting that parenting technique that's like Skin to skin contact's really important. Hugging your child's really important. So I'm like, depending on your parenting philosophy that you were raised with, your love language could be severely impacted. Like you might be so like high percentage of physical touch because you were hugged a lot as a child, or you got a lot of quality time spent with you. Like I know my quality time, and I really understood, especially as a child, that my parents loved me. That like my understanding of love was when they would spend like time with me. So they would come home from work and we would have a tea party. That was quality time. And that's why it's 32% that's on my adorable. list. Adorable. <laughs> yeah, I think it's That huge might explain my tea obsession now, but. <laughs> um, I think it's huge. Like, you know, if a baby, let's say this toddler is like drawing, you know, and it like doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. You know, it's yeah, like, probably better to like be like, okay, what sense. is that? Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> Because the more, like, fake affirmations you give someone, the less um, the less their love language is going to be closer to words of affirmation, I think. Yeah, like, it's um, just, I find it crazy like how we were, your development about, is affected. Exactly. If you talk to people as if they're older, then, you know, it results in not changing that much. But if you're telling someone that they're doing great, all the time, that's definitely going to impact you know, when you severely. have to say something and truly like, mean it, that's... Exactly. That means everything. I know, but, like, with children, if like, you say, like, everything's, like, great, then, like, they're going to be very disappointed by, like, the real world, because that's not how... Right. That's not how it works. Anyways, so what's the definition of physical touch? It's, if you prefer physical touch, that can include a range of things. For a simple example, instead of preferring someone to tell you how much they appreciate you or support you, you would typically go for a hug or some other type of physical affirmation. So, um, and then it has the fact that I got a zero. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's why I actually, I asked Maxon to look this up because I was like so shocked that it was zero. Do you think 
the lack of one of the five would lead to that you crave it more and value it more. Like, I feel someone who wasn't hugged as much might think that it's such a rarity that it means so much more to them at, as compared to, like, maybe they're told all the time, like, they're a genius. They're the most special person in the world. And it doesn't mean as much. Definitely. Do you think the rarity of no it doubt. makes it more special? I think, um, yeah, my 0% is mostly because I've been, you know, <laughs> I don't know what word to use, but physical Deprived? touch has been a huge part of my childhood. No, the other way around. <laughs> because it's so much, it's like a normal thing. So when I choose whether I want someone to say that I'm doing well or give me a hug. Yeah. I'll choose the first one just because I don't know. That's what I think it was like a thing for me when I was younger that it was always like standard. I don't know if it's like a cultural thing or whatever, but whenever my parents came home, you have to greet your parents at the door. You have to give them a hug. You have to say hi. Like you have to say goodbye in the morning. You have to say, I love you in the morning. So it was always like a constant nope. thing. So <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Daniela shaking her head. She's like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> it did not happen." Well, Daniela had the highest um, physical touch, which ratio, I think is so. hilarious. So, like, that's interesting, right? Like, your percentage. I think I truly think that the lack of something makes you crave it more. You know, yeah. like my yeah. family's very like hug and all of that, and I just I don't like it. And especially, <laughs> I think it's because like I have this very like close-knit like family that I just don't mm-hmm. like I just don't like being like touched. <laughs> when I was younger like I've always been the type of person to have like a small amount of close friends so it was like less hugging each other and more just if you said something you really meant it like I am not one to say I love you quick it's gonna take me like, like four months of friendship for me to say I love you Oh my gosh, can we talk? just talk about the awkward factor of all of them? So, okay, if someone hugs you and you are not a physical touch person, if someone gives you a gift and you're like, this is meaningless to me, if someone says something to you and they don't really mean it, these can all create no. really awkward situations. I think it just depends. Like, it's awkward if you just, like, if both of you act really awkward, then it's just not going to help. But if one of you just, like, just like brushes it off and like that's definitely going to help the situation yeah i just like i don't know how i would deal with it like what if someone okay can we just talk about this because what if someone said i love you and you're just like how do you respond to that and you're like i don't <laughs> i know well this was a great episode should we wrap it up because i think we're very <laughs> off track <laughs> okay cool Thank you for listening to this episode of Unfold with Maroon and Gold, a.k.a. our Valentine's Day therapy session. And as always, if you have any questions, contact either of us. Thanks for listening.